It's late night podcast time tonight, you guys. Welcome to the studio of nighttime. Great. Do you like how I set that one up? You keep that intro. I don't know. I just was, was running with it. You guys, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow morning. I cannot tell you how many times we plan on recording late at night for our podcast and how many times we don't do it. So we end up having to do it early in the morning. This is like... This we're is, actually doing it right now, you guys. You proud of us? We have the proud um, of us. pressure of we're flying out at four in the morning, spurring us on. We're flying out at in six and a half hours. Well, we're leaving our house in six and a half hours from now, which means we have to go to bed about two hours ago. I just want a servant to pack for me. Is it so hard to get a servant around here? <laughs> so I watched Downton Abbey. It was so much like, oh my gosh, if only I had a, what's it, Mr. Bates and... The other one and yeah. the other one, a lady's maid, mm-hmm. just to make sure I look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. The viewers will do that for you. I know, but they don't help me fix myself. <laughs> they don't get you ready in the morning. They just let me know that I need someone to help me fix myself. Yeah, that's what they that's, say. They're good at that. Uh, Ash, I have a in in light of us returning to Disneyland, this time with the children. This time with the children. If you're following on the vlogs, you'll know that we went last week by ourselves for three days. And um, now we're going with the children. This oh, is like nervous. the best. This is when we get our Disney trips of the year. Well, also we got season passes here. And, um, but like. Going a little bit nuts. Um, little bit. Early, no, early year is when it's the least busy in the parks. Because the holidays are all over and all that good stuff, right before, like between the holidays and spring break, mm-hmm. these are the least, this is the least busy time of the year. I'm nervous though because we've been trying to help George grow a quarter inch or a half inch uh-huh. for the last week. I don't know if it's done anything. All the good rides are forty inches. You got to be forty inches he's to ride, like and he's 39 like thirty nine, thirty nine and a half. I don't know if it matters. I don't know it if does. it'll just be like most. Pretty much everybody and everything I've read online and all the comments on our videos say that they're pretty picky and they won't let you go on. Some cast members might be a little lenient, but like if his head doesn't touch the little 40-inch pole, they're not going in. People have said, we've got comments ranging from, don't do it, it's 40 inches for a reason, it's safety hazard if you get if you trick the system, to we've got comments that say, super glue cutouts of flip-flops to the bottom of his shoes to raise him up an entire inch. Well, this is what I'm nervous spectrum. about. Someone wrote, I don't know how true this is, but they said that you need to go on all of the rides you want to go on that he needs to be tall for in the morning because people shrink by the... Have you never like, heard that? No. Have you heard that? Yeah, it's a true thing. Every day people shrink? Uh-huh. Usually like throughout the day, your spine like compresses and you shrink a little bit. Even if you nap? Um... <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it elongates the while you nap, depending on how long your nap is. We're not trying to take George on like the Incredicoaster. Like I would never do that to him. He won't even sled down a small hill. Well, also I think hill. it's like 52 inches. So no, that would, no, that like, would traumatize him. Or like, him. what was that terrible ride we went on? I just on? looked it up. You stretch about a half inch every night while you sleep. And during the day you shrink back down about a half inch. So it's really Yeah, that's good. Not that's that a much. deal breaker though, if you're right at 40. Well, I mean, that's probably for an adult. For a kid, it's probably like way less than I don't a know. half inch. Well, the girl who wrote in said her kid was too short by the end of the day for the rides that he made it on at the beginning of the day. Huh? Because he was a George who was like, like without shoes on. We measured George on the vlog without shoes on and he was somewhere around 39. 
And then with shoes on, he wouldn't stand up straight, which is also another fear I have. <laughs> Seriously, like what if kid... he's like not cooperating and he won't stand up straight? <laughs> I was trying to measure him at like a right angle. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe he's grown over the week. But I do have a news article, Ash, that was submitted by one of our reporters in the field, a.k.a. a listener of the podcast. Okay. That's what I refer to everybody who sends me good news articles to read. Are reporters in the field. My grandpa writes a daily, a daily family newsletter that is emailed to hundreds of people every day. No, it's probably like 50 people every day. It's kind of like everybody in your family who hasn't opted out. Well, also friends of the family. For example, my friend Shamra was included in the newsletter for a while until uh-huh. she told me that she was sick of being in it. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, I like made a joke to my grandpa and it was like laced with truth about how she was sick of being in it. And then he deleted her from it forever, except he made and then she a formal post about how she thought it was a boring newsletter Shamra. and she was then ejected from the family newsletter. Yeah. And well, then she found out she had been cause I thought it was funny mm-hmm. and she was appalled and that embarrassed. Used- and she, I, she then made me ask my grandparents how she could get back on the family newsletter. It's not an easy And process. they literally had her petition and people had to vote her in. <laughs> <laughs> Such a formal process. And I come from a very sarcastic family, so it wasn't like a friendly re-vote in. There were a lot of snide comments. <laughs> yeah. All right, she's back this, in, I think. I think she is too. This comes from Kayla Baldwin, reporter in the field. Oh. Oh, but where I was getting with that story was he refers to people who send in news as embedded reporters. Embedded reporters? Mm-hmm. I Anyways, like it. Thank you for story. finally finishing you that can, story. You could call them embedded reporters. I like reporters in the field. All right, here it is. The title is, This Corpus Christi Taco weighs nearly five pounds and only costs $13. Oh my gosh. That, is, that looks like a literally newborn baby. We what? talked about the super burrito from Sabrosada's being a newborn baby but it's really just you know probably a little no, two pound burrito huge. this like, thing is ginormous this guy des- has to hold it with both hands let's describe the picture the photo that has been provided is of some sort of construction worker i say this because they're wearing a hard hat <laughs> and but, the, but it also looks like they're in a like construction site oh i was gonna say it looks like a park or something so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me they're holding a burrito the size of a leg wrapped in a blanket of tinfoil it's humongous. Is literally covering their almost entire body. It looks so beautiful. And I'm so excited to go back to Sabrosadas and get a carne asada super burrito Are you, this today, week. Today, Dallin was like, Ash, what should my limit be on the times that I get the burrito? I Dallin don't... is a man of split. Of He's very <laughs> split because on one side, we've talked so much today about how he might want to buy meal replacement shakes so that he can be like super healthy and because potentially the door to other foods will be totally closed and potentially once like that door gets opened i mean it swings no, wide open like, you want to do that so you could potentially even start your weight loss journey uh-huh. during our disney world trip <laughs> and then on the other hand you're like how many times should we go to Sabrasada a day slash this week? I was like, maybe just one, two a day. I would be shocked if there were less than 2,000 calories in that burrito. No. I would be. Really? I would. Probably mainly in the lard tortilla. The the beans? Crisco. There's a, there's a hearty amount of beans. One. There's a hearty amount of carne asada. Oh, good stuff. All right. Let's just read this article, shall we? I don't even know what to say about this taco. <laughs> this is the first line. Eric Orwitz told Facebook, 
told on Facebook to accompany a photo of him holding a massive, downright impressive taco in Corpus Christi. It's hard to find the right words to describe such a supersized version of everyone's favorite food. But myessay.com tried by explaining it's a 4.5 pound monstrosity of refried beans, potatoes. What? I said, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, breakfast sausage, chorizo, Simmer down, egg, I'm just reacting to your article. And cheese wrapped in a 24-inch homemade tortilla for $12.99. Oh, that's my nuts. mouth is watering just reading this. I wonder what the margins are on that because usually something that big at a restaurant would cost a lot more. I mean, like that's how much a dinky little normal Mexican platter costs at a Mexican restaurant, like $14. Yeah, I don't know how they're turning a profit on this. Maybe it's a loss leader like the food court at Costco. Maybe it's like a vendetta, like they're they're opposed to a certain like... Maybe it's like one of those things where it costs that much if you eat the whole thing in 30 minutes, but if you don't, then it costs like 70 bucks. You still have to pay. <laughs> if you reading. win, you still have to pay $13. <laughs> uh-huh. But it didn't cost 70 That's bucks. That's my kind of competition. There we go. Coming out this week on the Dashley's channel, $13 to <laughs> enter. <laughs> If but you if you actually... win, it only costs $5. The extravagant <laughs> breakfast taco is available at Rico's Smokehouse Restaurant and Catering in Corpus Christi. The owner... Oh, they catered. There we go. We you could call get... them today. We could Do have you deliver to Anaheim? We to our wedding. The extravagant breakfast taco is... Okay. In farming um... in Syracuse, Utah. <laughs> yeah. The owner, Minnie Rico, explained that she first served the taco in 1999 for just $3.50. After her son said he wanted to eat the biggest taco in Texas. Well, I think she accomplished it. Well done, Minnie. Though the taco is now priced at $13, those with a big appetite can have the meal for free if they can finish it in only 13 minutes or less. Are you up for that kind of big challenge? I could do it. I know. Especially after a day at Disneyland. It just makes you hungry. You could do it on any day in my book. Thanks. No problem. I love that you believe in me. Full, full heartedly. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back to do some fun stuff. We are supported by Lola. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and new all natural cleaning wipes. The cool thing about Lola products is that they come in a simple, customizable subscription, which might I add, what arrived at my doorstep very discreetly. I didn't even know what it was till I opened it. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most of them don't. Lola is different. They offer complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, which I love. Major brands also can use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products. Those can include rayon, polyester. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, no fragrances, no synthetics, and no dyes. Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Your subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. I'm a big fan of Lola. For 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com. That's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com. And enter Big Little Life when you subscribe. Write in Big Little Life when you subscribe and you'll get 30% off your first month subscription. Mylola.com. Okay, well, many of you may know and many of you may not know that we have a second podcast. Yes. (laughs) One was not enough for the Dashleys. (laughs) 
Um, this is kind of my brainchild podcast where people, well, let me just rewind. If you know me, you know I like drama and I love reality TV. And the the only problem with reality TV is that sometimes it's not quite real. So we have given you guys the task of sending your reality to us and and giving us permission to give our two cents. Um, the podcast is called Taking Sides with the Dashleys. And essentially the gist of it is that couples, people in a relationship, maybe they're your roommates, maybe it's just family, you write in with your relationship issues. Issues. Um, whether it's a fight, a disagreement, um, something that you're passive aggressively not talking about something you're sitting there in quiet desperation about something that is just like something that's funny that you wanted to share it's weirding you out it's a funny and then also it doesn't have to be like very like heavy stuff it can be we accept that it can also be like other times i respond and say please talk to a therapist about that we are no way qualified to handle this or that's a very one-off specific thing, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or a lot of times it can be like lighthearted disagreements. For example, Dallin and I disagreed heavily over what kind of fire to get for our backyard. Yeah. Whether it would be... Still a, haven't bought one. Yeah, because we can't. We just can't get there. It's like a... It's a no-go topic at this point. <laughs> whether it would be... Till I just buy one Propane one in the fire morning. or a fire made out of real honest-to-goodness wood. Yeah. So anyways, we were thinking we would take a few of those questions here on this podcast and chat about them and give you guys a little taste of what it's like over on that podcast Mm -hmm. in case you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. That's the one reason we're doing it. The second reason is because there are so many and we go to sleep every night feeling guilty that we haven't touched on them. There's over 200 unread. There's 250 unread emails here. And like, thank you guys so much. Also, uh, we feel for you. And it's just, it's evidence that so many people have questions and things that are burning that they want like mm-hmm. answers or input or like Weird? feedback about that they haven't really gotten it yet. And it's like, it's cool to us that we're able to like have this platform where we can all chat about these it's things together. It's just a conversation. We by no means want or expect anyone to think that our advice is qualified or the best. It could be the worst advice you'd ever receive. Well, it's let's hard hope to not. Say. Maybe it is, but it's at least just two people who like have been married at least. And we are talking with a marriage therapist. So we know a few things and we're reading some books. We're definitely not I think like going to a marriage therapist disqualifies us to give advice. Why? Because we're, we've learned some solid stuff that really have, helped us. But like, like us going, this may not be true for everyone, but we went to a marriage therapist when we were like, well, we suck hard at this and we're not feeling it. It was like we were at the bottom. So I guess we could say we have empathy for you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I, I agree. I feel like when we go to the marriage therapist, it's like kindergartners going to a college class. That's how I feel. Like there's so much more that we could learn should do should know i get that Mm -hmm. should have waited 40 years to have kids till we had like fixed ourselves (laughs) all those feelings i think having kids and being married so early are just kind of fast tracking all of these things that would have taken us to 40 to learn on our own Mm -hmm. we love our kids and we love that we have them we just feel unqualified to be like who feels qualified to have kids molding their lives like all the people with phds and child psychology out there I don't know. I don't think you're ever qualified to have kids because only having kids qualifies you. Maybe. I don't know if it does qualify you. 
or allows you to become quote unquote qualified. Like you can't learn to have kids until you have kids. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's take it. Let's go to the questions. Hi, Dashley's Haley here. Me and my fiance are always arguing about whether Disneyland or Disney World is better. Well, 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 you've came to the, you've come to the right spot. Dallin, you've <laughs> thrown us a softball. <laughs> I did. This is It softy. was between this one and the in-laws question. We'll go to that one next. What's your guys' opinion? Also, I love listening to your podcast on my way to work. Haley. Well, thanks, Haley. Um, oh, huh. So we just went to Disneyland. We went to Disney World last February. And before that, we had been to Disneyland with George when he was only seven months old. And then before, before that... I grew up going to Disney World. So I'm kind of a Disney World snob. Disney World is kind of like the bigger, newer, more space, like less, it's still crowded, but I feel like there's just more like wiggle room in Disney World. Disneyland is iconic. Um, Disneyland, Disneyland, like without California Adventure, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I think it's a little bit out dated in some places but they keep it that way because it's like Walt's. it's like a museum of walt disney like all the old rides ironically i think tomorrowland is the most outdated one yeah i think tomorrowland's gonna get a facelift pretty soon i I can like feel it in the water Uh uh-huh i mean there's like the buzz light your ride and and then especially because there's star wars attractions in tomorrowland and now they have a Star Wars but land. Now, and those are like all old. And now there's Star Wars land, which is brand new, state-of-the-art, all the coolest yeah. stuff. And so it's kind of like... They're going to have a oh. lot of open real estate, I think, when they kind of like push the Star Wars things, if they ever do, from Tomorrowland over to Star Wars land. Yeah. In my humble opinion. So... I think that Disney uh, land and California Adventure are better with kids. What do you think? Yes. Well... Let me move on. California Adventure is like a beautiful, new, all the best rides. So fun, like way more like spacey feeling. Adventure, spacey. like like it feels like there's more room. Okay. When you're in like Frontierland and Adventureland over at Disneyland, you feel like they need to like make the streets wider. Like it gets really I'm surprised packed. you have so many negative things to say about Disneyland. I love it. It just was kind of packed it just felt cramped a little bit. Um, but I, again, I love it. I love California Adventure. And a lot of people don't love it or it gets less people coming to it than Disneyland. I think it used to, but then they revamped it with adding more. It's just like everything is new. Everything is shiny and fun. And, and they have the theater there. It's like new. It's like more modern Disney. And Disneyland is kind of more... I don't know, like just old Disney. It's yeah. like nostalgia. But then they're adding like Star Wars and all that. No, I think and they're vamping it up. It's just, it's kind of like how Epcot is right now. They they have these huge plans to revamp all of Epcot and it's going to be amazing in like a few years. I'm I, excited because Epcot was one of our favorite lands as is. Yeah, with like the Frozen we, one and like and Nemo. The lands were also The fun. new things they have planned for Epcot is going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Um, uh, getting to what I said about Disneyland slash California Adventure being better with kids. It's just like Disney World, if you want to go between parks or just going from your hotel to the park is just a task. Especially if you have strollers and bags, getting on the bus, getting off the bus or paying for like a mini minivan. Okay, um, I'm going to agree and disagree with you. Or just taking the boat. It's just a lot to get from your, even from your hotel to the park. 
it's if, only a and lot then that's even that's only if you're at a disney hotel if you're staying at a regular um like a peasant hotel outside the park that's even a longer ride to even get into disney it's, world it, we only call it a peasant hotel because it doesn't have disney magic. it was a joke it was a, it's joke. a joke people it's a joke i'm gonna disagree with you here i but think once you're in the park like it's probably better because it's everything is bigger and newer and better at disney world I'm not everything. Disney World is more of like, it's more immersive. It's more of an experience. Disney World is hard because there's so much that you could do that you don't have time to do. Like every resort in and of itself, you could spend an entire day there having fun. So that's the hard thing. If you want to go to a resort for lunch and a park, it takes up a lot of time because it takes a lot of travel time, catching a bus to one place, waiting for a bus, catching a bus. But it's so cool. Like, yeah. We could have been there for an entire month and not seen it's everything because that there was to see. It's like you're stressing about not being able to do everything, but you bought a ticket and you you only have th- you only bought three days worth of tickets. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it stresses you out if you don't get to do everything because you want to make the most of your money. So it's almost like. I don't know. It's hard. It's just a whole, it's, it's a, a new element of stress so, because there's so much to do and you can't do it unless you like buy a season pass or <laughs> a two week park hopper or something. Yeah. This I don't is know. turning into its own Disney podcast, which I don't think we want it to be. No. I will say it's a learning curve. If we ever did it again, we would have a, maybe a day or two of non park activities where we're just at all the different resort hotels, eating at the fun places, experiencing the pools, just all of that stuff. I would say that. And we would go for like an entire week and not just three days. If you have a short trip, go to Disneyland. If you have all the time in the world, go to Disney World. There we go. Okay, next question. All right, this one is called an in-law doozy. You ready, Ash? Mm -hmm. All right, this is from Des. Hi, Dallin, Ashley. I have an in-law doozy for you. To give background, I've been with my husband for almost seven years, married for four. His mom and I share a December birthday for the last six years oh sarah december birthday and for the last six years they've always gotten me gifts for both christmas and my birthday as i do with them here's the doozy my father-in-law this year told my husband not to get them gifts or else it would be awkward what then he said since i haven't made an effort to see them they're not bothering with me this year okay (laughs) (laughs) weird i work full-time and i'm in nursing school a little busy i could care less about not getting a gift, but I feel there's a huge message there trying to send. Oh, my, for sure. My husband thinks it's nothing and I shouldn't worry about it. He hates confrontation. So I feel like he's ignoring the fact that I'm being chastised uh, chastised by his family. So do you think there's an underlying petty message or this is nothing? Would love to hear your thoughts. P.S. You guys are my internet best friend. Smiley face. Well, thanks, Des. Um, uh, this is weird. So maybe... He's the- just like underhandedly... He just like subtly says... Oh, don't get us anything or else it'll be awkward because we're not getting you anything because we're pissed. We're pissed at you. <laughs> um, this would be, see ya. Uh, That's what they say. this is kind of like your golden ticket to be like, well, I'm done. <laughs> like, we're not like, stop trying. I don't know. I just don't believe in trying to be friends with people who aren't friendly. You don't to think you. family makes it different because you're like stuck with them for the rest of your life? Well, I mean her in-laws don't and it's not like they're family family like they're so in, stuck it's sounds in-laws. bad it's just like they're a part of your life because they're your family yeah, so but you, it's it like, can either be awkward or you can work into it and make it better i know but they're in-laws like it's not like it's her mom it's her or her dad it's her father-in-law like 
these are not relationships that i mean they're up there on the totem pole but they're not immediate family up there or at least like in, i mean it's like her spouse's immediate family that's I know, really but close I mean, they're going to be around all the time no i'm not saying like don't be their friends anymore but like don't try and be something that may not be in the books for you to be like don't put the pressure on yourself to be their favorite person if they're just being buttheads. Okay, so you're just saying drop the relationship? Like just because they're your in-laws doesn't mean that they're it's impossible. Like they can still be buttheads and you don't have to kill yourself to be their friend if they're just being jerks. No, I don't think you have to kill yourself, but I also think that you should be like, whoa, 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 hang on there. It sounds like you're misinterpreting something because I definitely like... I, I want you to know that I care about you guys and I value our relationship and like, and I love you if you're comfortable saying that to them, or at least like, I, I just want you to feel appreciated. It sounds like, it sounds like I've offended you. And I, I want to talk about this cause I have definitely didn't mean to. And I, I, I want to set it straight and I'm so sorry that I've, I've offended you. Like what's going on? Please talk to me. I mean, like there's so many issues here. Like for the last seven years, she's been buying them Christmas and birthday presents. Maybe what, it's just me. We do that with both of our. I know, but parents. I like, like you don't buy my mom presents. Like I bought buy my mom presents, and I don't buy your mom presents. Well, like we you kind buy of your mom do. Presents. Like it's from both of us, but you kind of take the lead there, and I take the lead with mine. I feel like it no, works that's what out I'm good. saying. Like, hopefully, she, I mean, like I hope her husband's helping her buy presents because it's his mom, not hers. And then, like, if she has been doing that, they're. I just think they're being buttheads. Like she's allowed well, to live a, a life thing to say if she's not coming to a party here or there or going on a vacation because she's working full time and in nursing school, it's not her job to put her life on hold when her in-laws want to do something. No, obviously I would have just been like, whoa, like that kind of came out of left field for me, but it sounds like there's something really bothering you and let's please talk about it because I value our relationship and I really don't want you to think that I'm mad at you or that I have something against you, but it sounds like that you might not have said that. So well, I, I just definitely don't think... just reach out to him now if you value this relationship. Mm. Like this is how this is where I'm coming from. Obviously, Ashley thinks differently, but you should like if you care about this relationship and if you want it to be good because it is your father and mother-in-law, I would I would call him up or at least text him and be like, hey, just following up on our last conversation, it sounds like um, you guys really think I've been trying to ignore you or that I don't care about you. I just want to reassure you that I, I care about you. I've just been really busy this year. Please like know that like well, know also, that i care about you guys and love like, you guys what's her okay so like this wasn't something that was said to her this was said to her husband which then it's in his ballpark to stand up for his wife and be like hey dad that was kind of rude and untrue like my wife is has been trying really hard to have a good relationship with you guys and this is a busy period of our life like it yeah, shouldn't totally. be like the telephone game where her father-in-law says whispers something to her husband and it gets back to her and then it's like her husband should stand up for her. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if parents are just being like petty and weird and rude, then maybe it's like, maybe you should take a step back and like, cause that's really, really childish. Of them. I guess I'm just trying to say like, just because like they're, they're, they're taking it personally that you're not going out of your way to like make sure that they're happy. Why would you want to go visit them if they're like they're in charge of their own happiness? You're not like in that. charge of their happiness. All I'm saying is just because they're your in-laws doesn't mean that you're magically best friends. And it doesn't mean that you have to grovel to them. Like if they're not nice to you, don't let them like cause you great anxiety or ruin your life. Just make a boundary and you know what? Like it's kind of their fault. 
that if they're not nice to you. Well, and it takes two to tango. Like, no, it doesn't. Have, there can be someone who's being mean? really nice. Like, and is, there it's can like, be someone... are they reaching out and calling and trying to hang out all the time too? Or oh. they're sitting there waiting for their I kids? I thought you were to... saying it's her fault that they're being grouchy. I thought, no, no, I thought that, not. and that's why I was like, no, no <laughs> like, I was like are you they can be nice and, and someone can be a butthead to you, even if you're nice. Yeah. As it goes both ways. So yeah, definitely just like if you value a relationship and you want to fix it, just be like, Hey, I, I really, I, I'm really sorry, but I, you feel like I've hurt you, you know, all that and, and go at it and fix it. And then if they're just really rude, well, then don't go at it if you don't want to, like there comes a point when like toxic relationships need to be, you're not in charge of their happiness. And if it's a toxic relationship, don't let it be in your life. Okay, enough said. Next question. This one's called, He Doesn't Like Children. Huh. Okay, hey, Ashley and Dallin. My name is Mariana, and I'm from the UK, and I've attached a photo of me and my boyfriend of five years. Oh, cool. My problem is, from the very start of our relationship, I made it super clear that I want children in the future, and I knew he didn't like children and didn't plan on having any, but I assumed he would change his mind and two years, okay, so she assumed he would change his mind about that. And two years ago, we got a godson, but he couldn't cope with the crying or the sicknesses and doesn't know how to interact with him at all. Whenever I bring up having children in the future, he just dismisses the conversations. I don't want to leave him, but I really want children. How do I approach this? Thank you so much. I love your whole family. From Mariana. Huh, well, that's rough. Um, I guess, first off, you can't go into a relationship assuming that you're going to change them or that they're going to change, especially yeah. around something that's so important to you. But you're already there and I get your mindset. Like I had, everyone kind of is like, oh, I'm sure he'll grow into this or I'm sure she'll, like Dallin did it to me and I did it to him where we were like kind of saw like flashes of what potentially they he could be. I don't know like what I'm even saying, but you get married and you kind of have a vision of what you think you'll grow into. Yeah. And once you're married, it's not, um, it's not, how can I change them? It's how can I change myself? Right. But that's a hard thing to get to. If you went in thinking, I, I bet they're going to change on something and something huge, like going from hating kids and not wanting them to really wanting to have kids. That's like a humongous responsibility. So man, this is really hard that, that you're in the situation. It's not really like a situation. For example, if Dallin was a vegetarian and he wanted me to be a vegetarian, it would be easy for him to not to like kind of drop that expectation. But this is, it's a bigger thing. It's an innate desire to want children. It's probably something you've grown up with forever, like imagining a family you would have. And it's, something you kind of have to decide can i live a fulfilled life and not have children or or is that something that i i need in my life and both ways are fine but you need to kind of decide that for yourself and then have a real like not just a jokey conversation like oh honey like last night i was like dallin one of our friends found out they were pregnant and I like turned it down. I was like, does that make you want to have another kid? Like not a jokey conversation. Like, Oh, let's have a baby. Ha ha ha. Really like, Hey, I've been thinking a lot. This is something that's really important to me. And if it's not something that you can get to, we might need to think about maybe not being us forever. Yeah. Uh, it's a hard conversation, but like, um, I mean, this, what came to mind is Tony Robbins. Did you know that he divorced his first wife? Tony Robbins is the guru of life, of mastering your mindset of marriage and relationships of everything. He's like one of the biggest life coaches in the world, super famous. And he divorced his wife 
And so I, I wanted to look into that because I was like, wow, like even he had a divorce, like what's going on? And it was really insightful what he, what he said, the reason for it was, and I, I hope, I think this might help you in making your decision. He says, while I offer many tools for enhancing relationships, I have never led my audience to believe that the path to a successful relationship would be to stay in a relationship where after deep, honest communication and soul searching, both people discover that they do not share the same life vision. Any relationship can be made to work, but when people's values and life directions are extremely different, they must compromise. Continuous compromise means a compromised life for both parties, and that is when difficult decisions need to be made. Deciding to end my relationship with my former wife, Becky, was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, and I'm extremely proud of our relationship, yada, yada, yada. Um, but like, eventually they decided that there were extreme differences in their life visions and they didn't want to live a compromised life. So they split ways. And I feel like that, uh, kind of applies here. This is having kids is one of those big, that's a big thing, big, big rocks in your life. Um, and who knows, maybe he thinks you're just kind of throwing ideas around and I don't know if you really came to him and he, he knew that this was something that was kind of a make or break thing for you, maybe he would give it some more serious thought or maybe he would want to walk. So I don't, I wouldn't, I would really be sure about what you really need for your life to be the life that you want for yourself. Nobody deserves to live a compromised life. Yeah. Before you bring it up. And I have two kids and I will say it's amazing and great. Most beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, they are such blessings in our life and we love it so much. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if that's something you really want, then we think it's a great thing to want. It's a very worthwhile thing and it's a beautiful thing in the eyes of God too. So yeah, um, this is definitely a decision that only you can make and pray about it and pray to know what to do and then follow your heart. Okay. That is it, Ash. Um, thank you guys for joining us a little bit go check out the taking sides podcast. If you want to hear more, uh, podcasts like the last half of this one. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And our next podcast will be coming at you from Disneyland because that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have a good one, you guys.